Informed Dissent, the intersection of healthcare and politics, with Dr. Jeff Barkey, board-certified primary care physician, and Dr. Mark McDonald, board-certified child, adolescent, and adult psychiatrist. Well, welcome to another great episode of Informed Dissent, the intersection of healthcare and politics. We're now available on all podcast uh, outlets, including Spotify and uh, and Apple Podcasts. Um, normally, I would introduce Mark and welcome him to the show as well, but Mark is off on some Caribbean island somewhere in the middle of nowhere. I think he's got a drink in his hand right now with a little umbrella, uh, and he's enjoying some downtime. So Mark won't be with us tonight, um, so we can talk about him when he's not here, and he'll never know. So we've got a great guest, actually two guests with us right now, and that's Jason and Renee Hedges. And Jason and Renee are from Ohio, and they are freedom fighters, like many of you listening across the country. And I think it's so important that as you listen to these podcasts, you realize that you're not alone, that there are people all over the country, and for that matter, all over the world, that are fighting as well. And I hope in hearing Jason and Renee's story, it will give you just a little bit more courage to stand up and, uh, and stand in place and wage your own fight against tyranny that's going on in our country. So Jason and Renee, welcome to Informed Dissent. Great to have you here. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. It's great to be here. Of course. So tell us what's going on. You guys are on the front lines in Ohio mm -hmm. fighting tyranny. Tell us about your story. So Jeff, um, I'm a psychologist by training, and I've been practicing for about 21 years now. And by the end of March of 2020, I, I said to my wife, was watching Mike DeWine's press briefings, I said, you know, they keep repeating the same phrases over and over again. You know, this uh, in this together, don your mask, don your cape, new normal. And I said to her, you do that when you want to insert a, a, an idea in the subconscious mind of someone. I said, this is very strange. And I got very concerned. And when our governor said, you know, we won't get back to normal until there's a vaccine, I thought, oh boy, um, that, that's a problem. And so we founded with a group of other people in Ohio, Ohio Stands Up, in April of 2020. Uh, it was myself and a woman by the name of Jen Drabic, and she's a cardiac rehab specialist um, here in Ohio. And we met at a protest in early April, and we started a, a Facebook group called Ohioans Against Mandatory Masks. And it evolved into Ohio Stands Up, really to kind of help support lawsuits in Ohio um, that are fo you know, focused on schools, businesses, and medical facilities. So you're really raising money in order to support people that are standing up and needing the services of attorneys. Essentially, yeah, what we're trying to do is we're holding events throughout the state. We've been doing that since December of 2020, and I kind of modeled it after the Ohio School Psych Association conferences that I go to. So we have speakers, we have basket raffles, 50-50 raffles. Um, actually, we had Dr. Ben Artis is doing our event in April and Dr. McDonald in June. And then we use that money to help fund some of these suits as well as for operating costs for the organization. So we're a nonprofit. If, if there's anything I can do to help, I'm more than happy to as well. Jason, are you still practicing? I am. I, you know, I work um, in a public school, believe it or not, in a very liberal public school. And I, I love working with kids. I believe as a Christian, that's what God put me here to do. And, and I'm good at that. Um, I, I, I'm seen as sort of the surrogate father for some kids. 
Um, and I think one of the reasons I got involved is because I knew these, this generation, these generations coming up are going to be faced with insurmountable pressures from government, from corporations that we don't do something. And so, yeah, I, I love what I do. What I'm doing now with Ohio Stands Up is almost like a second job. Uh, and I love it. And I will continue the fight until God says to hang it up, whenever that might be. And the website, is it just ohiostandsup.com? It's uh, www.ohiostandsup.org. Uh, people can donate there, or we do have a, a Gifts and Go account, and people can donate there as well. And you know, what we're trying to do is we'll tell prospective plaintiffs, if you all can raise some money, Ohio Stands Up will also throw in some money. That way, everybody's got, got some skin in the game, and it alleviates some of the pressure trying to raise money, one, one group trying to raise money. And this is not a GoFundMe account. This is a different source where the funds are secure and they won't be diverted. You got it. We started off um, in July of 2020. I started a GoFundMe uh, campaign to support the first lawsuit that we filed against Mike DeWine. We filed a lawsuit against the uh, emergency declaration and we raised about 10 grand in about three weeks. It was pretty amazing. We ended up raising $150,000 over the last year and a half. Wow. That's, some, that's something. It, it was. It really took off. And, you know, since then, we have shifted to Give, Send, Go, largely because GoFundMe deplatformed the, the Trucker's Convoy funding source. And we thought, we're not going to support that. So we switched. And so we have the Give, Send, Go. And then if people want to donate, they can donate directly through our website. You've been in this battle now for a long time. Um, lessons learned as you've uh, as you've come through the, these various fights? Yeah, um, I, I would like to say that when we first started, we didn't know what we were doing. So we were just ordinary people or, gra I mean, total grassroots, uh, working with groups of different people that um, started with our board and then some other board members come, came on. And our main focus was to challenge the emergency declaration in Ohio. Um, our governor ended up pulling that declaration. So that lawsuit was, we didn't have to continue with that. But we also wanted to make sure that um, we had our constitution was being was going to continue and being honored because obviously it was being trampled on. We knew we had to do something more in Ohio uh, for Ohioans because we would get calls, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of calls about um, our rights are being trampled at home, at school. Um, my parents are dying in the hospital. I can't go see them. We are having all these things that you guys are probably hearing in California happening here in Ohio. We we were just ordinary people, not sure what to do. Uh, so we uh, wanted to start this legal funding. So that one of this challenge and honor. Um, and then we also don't want our constitution to be trampled on again. So we want to even make our constitution in Ohio even better. That's like a long-term goal that we have. Uh, and also educating on the realities of COVID-19. We want to bring people back to the reality of what's really happening. That has been our, the, our three main goals since for two years. So we've been at this for two years and it's evolved. So I say some of the things that we've learned is, uh, is over the two years is getting people connected. We have 77 Ohio Stands Up County groups and we have people that get together, do things together. Uh, we have people that start helping us with fundraising, whether it's just somebody had a little um, knack to do cozies for us and they started helping uh, with cozies and selling them. Uh, we had uh, two people step out from another county group, uh, came forward and said, hey, why don't we do a, a cookbook and we'll get uh, all these recipes from all the, the, the patriots in Ohio that want to give them. 
and we'll do um, a freedom cookbook and it's for sale on Amazon now and we raise money through a cookbook. So like what I'm saying is that everybody to use their talents in something, whether it's fundraising or maybe it's just coming and sitting at a school board meeting, you're afraid to speak, but you just want to sit there and then you start getting a little more courageous um, and maybe you'll do something else the next time. So we have people that are in the behind the scenes that don't want to really be known that are helping. We have people who get out there and really want to be known. And then the people standing up and we're, we, we start finding commonalities in groups like uh, in this county, we have all these parents who wanted to do a lawsuit against the masking and the quarantining. And we started seeing these groups come come about at, with our phone calls. And that's when we, we met Warner and they started putting groups together in universities and public schools and hospital systems. So that it's just kind of then it just evolves and just everybody just stepping up and doing something. It just has been amazing uh, to see how, how many people have come forward and has helped us in this fight against over 77 county groups. We have um, people doing, um, oh, Planted Flag. I want to give a shout out to Planted Flag in Medina County. They were two patriots who didn't close down their business. We have several businesses that never closed their doors. Um, they actually did a fundraiser for us and uh, they are both veterans, husband and wife, and they um, they named a beer after us for a little while and did a fundraiser for us. <laughs> so it was really nice because we we just it just uh, we're just all working together: businesses, hospital workers, uh, you know, truck drivers, who, who whoever whoever is feeling that they're getting their um, constitutional rights trampled on. We're just all pulling together and and working towards one goal, which is to um, get our, you know, get our, get our constitutional rights back because they've been taken away over, over the years. And that's what we want to do. That is wonderful, Renee. And you make mention of California. You know, the difference is in California, we have a radical leftist governor in Governor Newsom. Uh, so we sort of expect some of these things from him. Governor DeWine is supposed to be a liberty loving Republican. And uh, I'm glad he pulled back the emergency mandates and so forth or was forced to anyways, uh, but we expect better from our Republican governors, uh, as evidenced by Ron DeSantis in Florida. I think he is sort of the the template of what we want our governors to be like. And, and that is really, you know, we, we want to be self-governing. We don't want the government to tell us what to do. We want to make individual decisions based our, on our own assessment of what's best for our families. And I think that's what Governor DeSantis has successfully done is allow individuals to make their own decisions. If you want to get vaccinated, by all means, please do. But if you don't, you shouldn't be forced to. And similarly with the whole mask nonsense as well. If you want to walk about and wear a mask, if you want to go into a store and wear a mask, that's your right to do so. But people shouldn't be forced to do things, especially things that have no scientific basis for what we're mandating them to do. Um, so I'd, I'd love to be uh, a resource for you if I can help you. Are you guys coordinating your efforts with other liberty-loving mm-hmm. fighting groups yeah. around the country? In fact, um, we, um, we, we work with in Ohio, and then also we were the first Ohio Stands Up group, but we also have other Stands Up groups across the United States that started um, coordinating, would call us and find out how they could do what we're doing. So there's um, American Stands Up. We have a a website too with with 20 or other states that are on there. Michigan and Arizona were were one of our first sister states that um, are doing similar. They do things that are that are more tailored towards their state, obviously. But we also work with other freedom groups like here in Ohio. When when our governor was not doing what he was supposed to do, we 
got together with all freedom groups and we have we had a bill passed, Senate Bill 22, which actually um, restricted our governor's um, powers. So we had all our groups come together and fight for that and, and tell our reps to vote for it. And it doesn't always work, but this one did. So that also helped him. He couldn't do any more of his emergency powers after after that was passed. So yes, we work within Ohio, many, many freedom groups, and my husband coordinates more with the out-of-state groups. Yeah, it's like a full-time grassroots organizing effort, huh? It it's really, reminiscent to me of, of what the Tea Party was like back in the 90s. Exactly. Um, Jeff, I think one of the things that really bothered me about this is, you know, someone understanding the brain, the human brain, you know, the limbic system is that part of the brain where fear, basic human drives are sort of localized. And I feel like through all this sort of propaganda, uh, the term I came up with is they, they have cognitively caged millions upon millions of people to not question, as you said, the masks or any of the legitimacy, scientific of what they have been foisting on us for almost two years now. And I think that's what really kind of drove me to get to get involved is because I looked at this and said, you know, this is kind of what uh, how abusive relationships go. You know, you isolate someone, you, you know, repeat certain things to, to beat them down, um, to get them to question their sanity. And I, I, there's a very dark psychology that I've witnessed over the last two years. And so I think that's what kind of propelled us to sort of get involved. Yeah, no question about it. And of course, you know my co-host, Dr. Mark McDonald, who's a board-certified psychiatrist and an author of a book called um, The United States of Fear, uh, how the country has been taken over by what he calls mass delusional psychosis. And I think there's truth to that, and it's coming true. And we're going to next see post-traumatic stress in our children, uh, unfortunately, I think for years to come. Um, I have kids now that uh, come to my office with masks on, and when I let them know that they're safe and they don't need to wear it, they're now more comfortable with a mask on than they are off. They've learned that, uh, and they've been conditioned by fear uh, to keep those masks on. They no longer can see facial expressions. They can't bond with their friends or their teachers, uh, and it's creating this dystopic type of world um, that I think is going to take a long time to recover from. And the longer we keep this going with mask mandates like we have here in California, of course, our Super Bowl just occurred here in Los Angeles. And as they scan the crowd, um, you could barely find a single person with a mask on, despite the fact that there's this so-called emergency state in the state of California, and there's indoor mask mandates. And as they scan the crowd. Once again, we saw the mayor of Los Angeles, Mayor Garcetti, without a mask on. And you may recall last week, uh, he opined that the reason why he had his mask off is because he temporarily held his breath while he took a picture, but he immediately put his mask back on. We're being played like fools. And the hypocrisy is just staggering. And thank God people like you and others across the country are finally waking up and saying, we're not going to take it anymore. Right. One of my concerns about children is right now, suicide is the second leading cause of death for people aged 10 to 35. And those statistics are from 2019. And I'll tell you the amount of depression and anxiety I see. I, I work primarily with teenagers. I mean, it was on the upswing before COVID and it's not gotten any better since then. 
So do you guys do you guys have children? Fifteen year old son who goes to a Christian school. We we would not we 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 pulled him from his previous Christian school because they would not allow mask exemptions, and we questioned them on that. And they got one to two million dollars of the PPP money. And I questioned the administrator. Said, "Did you cave to all the mandates because of all the money that you took?" And of course, his answer was no. So we knew that this was not the school for our son. We actually pulled him and, and I homeschooled him for a year. And then Wonderful. we found a different school that has never um, required the masks, has never, it's a high school, a Christian high school and elementary school. And if a person chooses to, they will, but it's nobody wears them. <laughs> um, and when the mandates happened, um, they honored parents' decision-making. Um, so we ended up, even though it's a drive for us, it's a good 40 minute drive for us. This is where our son's going to go to school for high school because we're going to support the school that did not, you know, cave to all this. And that's what we're going to do. Uh, I, I won't wear a mask. I've never worn one and won't. Um, I, I just won't. And I have a medical condition as well. And I won't, I won't cave to that and I won't compromise my health. Um, but, um, we, we've been standing up since the beginning, since day one, and we have, a lot of people behind us doing the same thing. You know, it's important for those that are listening to go to Ohio Stands Up and whether it's just $5 or more, if you can afford it, um, get in the game. And if you can't be an activist yourself, then please support activists. And even if it's a small donation that will also put you on the email list so you can follow what Ohio Stands Up is doing. And there may be opportunities to connect people in your own state, wherever you are, where you're standing and fighting, you may need their help as well. So I would encourage you all to go to Ohio Stands Up, uh, follow what they're doing, uh, make a donation if you're able, and uh, let's help people across the country fight against tyranny. Thank you very much for Thank that. Thank you, Jeff. Um, I want to tell, since um, November, these are the cases that we have helped fund. Uh, we've helped fund the Bowling Green State University, University of Cincinnati, Ohio University, um, the, a tavern um, called the uh, Highland, tavern. Highland Tavern in Akron, Ohio. They were actually shut down during um, the mandates and was unlawfully shut down. So that's something that we want to help them. We want to help them get reopen again. Um, we also just funded an ADA case. Um, thanks to everybody's donations, as well as Smuckers. And also, uh, just as of today, Children's Hospital to help the workers there. So the, nobody on our board gets paid. Uh, it's all volunteer for you know whatever a board member can do. I have limitations um, as far as how much I can do um, due to health reasons, but um, we all give what we can, and um, we don't we we don't get paid at all. So everything goes to the fight. Everything. Yeah. That's wonderful. I'm hoping to be able to help out a tavern where, where they will name a beer after me <laughs> uh, because I think that would be kind of cool. And Jason, you're, you're at a public school. Yep. How are you being treated there by your fellow teachers and staff members and so forth? It's a great question, Jeff. Um, I, I will say I, I'm very respected for the work I do. They know I do a very good job and I love what I do. I, they know what I'm up to. I have been very outspoken with our superintendent. I've been very outspoken with the administration from the get-go, about the masks, about uh, this, I call it anti-social distancing. I, I made a, when I went to a protest, I came up with, my sign said, uh, social distancing or social conditioning. And so I've, yeah, been, very out, I've been very outspoken about that. Um, I think there's been a slight, some people treat me a little bit differently. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily outwardly rude, but you can tell there's a bit of a difference in how they perceive me. 
which is fine. My life has never been a popularity contest. I don't intend to start it now at 47 years old. So I'm going to keep fighting. Um, I did a test on June 9th. How about the the unions in your school? Well, they're very liberal. Um, There's been no talk of a vaccine or a jab mandate. I want to call it a vaccine, a jab mandate. Um, But they've, they've been having vaccine clinics at schools, and that's been very alarming to me. Um, so I don't know where the unions are going to go with this. It'll be sort of interesting. Uh, you know, it's, again, it's a very liberal, very liberal school district. It's, there are good teachers there. Um, but there is a sort of hive mind mentality or group think mentality there, uh, that I simply don't fit in. So yeah, unions are very powerful. And, uh, when they get involved, usually, uh, bad things happen. And the unions, at least out in L.A. and California, uh, have been fighting to impose vaccine mandates uh, in our schools, unfortunately. There's been a lot of pushback with uh, the parents here. Um, And I don't know that they'll ultimately get to the mandate level, um, but we'll see this is happening completely all over the country. And it's just absolutely ridiculous. You know, we learned uh, that our podcast is not heard just in the United States, but heard all around the world, um, and we've had freedom fighters from all around the world on our podcast. So as they listen to us, a couple in Ohio that are standing up for the children and standing up for freedom, what's your message to the people of the world uh, that want to do something to push back against this tyranny? Just never capitulate, never give in and never surrender and stand up and let your voice be heard irrespective of what someone might think of you. Uh, because in, in the end, it doesn't matter. What matters is that everybody has their right to choose, you know, what medical procedures they take, what they ingest in their body. Fight back, fight back and get, establish a, a group of people with a similar uh, passion and a direction. What's the battle that's in front of you right now? What uh, what cases are you working on? Well, we just like I said, we just started. Um, we just gave to the children's hospital. So we do have a couple um, school districts, K-12 schools that uh, would like to, they're raising money um, to to sue their school district. So that's something that we would like to try to give to next. Um, if the schools do not pull back their mandates, some are pulling back their mandates because I know that we had Warner on before and he has written letters to school districts and there was um, a lawsuit uh, dropped for Hudson City Schools. And that does help when you start doing those types of things. So we, our big thing um, is going to be, and also the medical workers, if there's any other lawsuits like that, but definitely want to support the medical workers and um, businesses as well. Um, This seems kind of like we've hit the Smuckers one. That was a big one here. We're, We're hearing GE maybe. So, you know, basically, we just want to help raise funds for uh, any of these groups who are being discriminated against or being forced, I say forced, but they have the choice not to take it, obviously, but they'll be fired. So it's- Do you have a goal of how much money you're trying to raise? Right now on Give, Send, Go, it's $25,000. That was just sort of a number I came up with. We're trying to raise as much as we can so that we can continue having educational events throughout the state but then also use that money to help support other lawsuits as well. So anything that anybody can give, because as, as you, you know, Warner had mentioned, I mean, th- he has put so much free work into a lot of this, and we're just trying to help him 
maintain his law firm so he can continue the fight as well. It's a term I came up with. It's community-supported legal action or community-supported legal funding is what we're trying to do. Anybody from around the country or for that matter around the world can participate. Small donation, large donation, anybody who's interested in sponsoring informed dissent so our voice can be heard further and longer and louder, you know, we welcome you as well. Um, I think it's wonderful what you guys are doing in organizing the people of Ohio and really organizing people around the country uh, to stand up and fight. Too often I hear folks say they don't really know what they can do. Uh, They're under pressure. They're just one individual person. They feel alone and they don't know how one person can make a difference, you know, and it's, it's reminiscent of that starfish story. And you've heard it before. An old guy walking along the beach after a big storm and the sun has come out and there's a million starfish everywhere uh, drying up on the, on the sand. And he's reaching down and he picks up a starfish and frisbees it back into the water. And a young kid walks over and says, sir, what, what are you doing? And he says, well, I'm helping the starfish. And he looks around and says, there's a million of them. You can't possibly make a difference as he picks up another starfish and frisbees it into the water and says, well, I made a difference in that one. And so I think it's important not to be overwhelmed with the enormity of the fight, uh, that sometimes we see the big picture as being so large that we don't think we can make a difference. It's important to make a difference where you stand in your own community, your local school board, your local city council, your local small town, make a difference there first. And if everybody does that, it will spread. And if for whatever reason you're not able to be an activist, then you know log into Ohio Stands Up, make a small donation. If it's $5, if it's $10, if you can afford more and give a larger number, uh, then wonderful, do so. But every person who's listening to this podcast can make a difference and that difference is going to be huge um so listen uh jason and renee hedges uh ohio stands up thank you so much for what you're doing in fighting for liberty and trying to take back our country from tyranny and we really appreciate you being on informed dissent thank you jeff you've been listening to informed dissent with dr jeff barkey board-certified primary care physician, and Dr. Mark McDonald, board-certified child, adolescent, and adult psychiatrist, informed dissent, the intersection of healthcare and politics.